today and experience a true original. Bourbon Black Pepper Smokehouse Chicken is back. Peppered and kissed with our bourbon glaze. Only at churches, only five bucks. Churches, bringing that down home flavor. Offer valid at participating locations. Would you like a cleaning product that can be used in the garage, the laundry, and the kitchen, and save space in your cabinet? Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green. To learn more, visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green. Jess's 30-minute bike boot camp? I guess it's that kind of day. Are you ready for a total body workout, Peloton fam? I am. We'll start the class on the bike and then move to the floor. Let's get it. With Peloton instructors right in your home? Are you feeling it yet? Let's keep pushing for five. You have motivation that's ready when you are. Clip off that bike and meet me on the mat for lunges. I got this. You showed up today, Peloton. Who's feeling sweaty and strong? Definitely me. Tap into your motivation at OnePeloton.com. A high school in Southern California is reprinting yearbooks. Parents complained to Ventura High School administrators after discovering inappropriate superlatives printed in their kids' yearbooks. Labels like most likely to get canceled and most likely to get COVID twice. Administrators tried covering the problem up with stickers. The school district has apologized, saying it'll reissue yearbooks and train staff to oversee the process next year. The incident comes weeks after a school in Florida got backlash for editing yearbook photos of dozens of female students to make them more modest. Monica Ricks, CBS News. Actress Ellie Kemper is apologizing. The unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt star says she had no idea at the time a debutante ball she participated in at 19 years old in St. Louis was founded in the late 1800s by a racist, sexist, elitist organization. Kemper was crowned veiled prophet's queen of love and beauty. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. I'm John. You may know me as a commercial lender, but I'm also a craftsman and a dog dad. At Park National Bank, we're more than our job titles, and you're more than an account number. You get personal attention and direct access to a caring, compassionate banker who respects and responds to your needs and goals. Find John or a banker near you at parknationalbank.com. Park National Bank, where you mean more. Member FDIC, parknationalbank.com. Stay on top of the news every hour at the top of the hour with CBS News Radio on Classic Hits 97 and 97.1 FM, WATH. You think buckling up is a personal choice? That it doesn't hurt anyone else? You would be wrong. Your choice could shatter the lives of your family, friends, and everyone you know. 
That's why we enforce seatbelt laws to save lives. Think about that every time you drive. Buckling up isn't just a good idea. It's a choice between surviving a crash or not. Make sure you and everyone in the vehicle buckles up every time. Click it or ticket. Paid for by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Southeast Ohio seniors can turn to Buckeye Hills Regional Council for help with long-term care services and support options, including information on vaccines and transportation assistance. Buckeye Hills can be reached safely by phone for answers to your questions, and they can connect you to a wide range of community resources and information. Learn more by visiting BuckeyeHills.org or call 1-800-331-2644. That's 1-800-331-2644. Studies show that people with good oral health are more likely to have good overall health. That's why it's so important to maintain a healthy diet, to brush your teeth at least twice a day for two minutes, to floss once a day, and remember to see your dentist regularly. Ohio Dental Association dentists are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association so you know you are being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's really not, it's the, not the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really... <laughs> I don't know. Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. You good? Anything you want to talk about? Here if you need me. Just want to check in. Appreciate you. Everyone feels less than okay sometimes. They may not want your advice, but they may welcome your ear. Be present is a simple but powerful way to be there for others, especially now when many are separated. Help teens and young adults find their power, conquer the difficult times, and get to a better tomorrow. Be present, Ohio. Sponsored by the Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation and aired in cooperation with the OAB and this station. I-N-E-P-T, inept tech, two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf, we bring our fans up to date now. Your team is now 0-7 on the season and 0-3 in the conference after that 79-7 loss at TNT last weekend, but uh, one of the bright spots of the season had to be early in the game when your team scored its first touchdown of the year. Well, that's right. You know, we always looking for bright spots in a ball game, and, uh, and you're right, it was a bright spot. We did get ourselves our first touchdown of the season. I'm real proud of that, but I'm even more prouder of the way that we got that touchdown. You know, I'm sure we went in there to TNT, and they was expecting to just clobber us all over the place right from the start, and we didn't. Our boys showed their poise. They acquitted themselves well out there on the football field. I am real proud of that fact, and we took the football. First time we had it, we marched right down the field. Our quarterback, 12, third and 12, had his finest series of the season. He was handing off to Shortest Summers. He was handing off to Half Pine Hines. He was handing off to Foxhole Fogarty. Boy, we got from the ROTC department special for this game. He was whipping short passes out to the sideline to good old Needles in Oregon. We had a drive where we was balanced in our attack between running plays and passing plays. We went right down the field. We had the ball for, I believe, 19 plays, and we went down and scored ourselves a touchdown. And the offense was clicking like a well-oiled machine. Not only that, they was doing good. 
After that, though, things must have gone a little bit downhill. Well, it's a, it's a good thing that we used all them plays uh, at, at the first, because if we'd only had the ball two, three, four plays like we generally do, that would have given them a whole lot more opportunities to score points, and they would have scored even more than they'd done. Of course, they did score, what was it, I believe, 79, 79, 79 right. points. I lost count. You know, any time they go by 50, I just I lose count after that. And I'll be back with more from Coach Turf right after we pause for this message. And the Art Turf Show, proudly brought to you by American Standard Toilet Bowls, featuring a flushometer elongated toilet bowl only with Everclean. Coach Turf, you were telling me that TNT had a powerful offensive attack, especially with their sweep plays, their mind sweep left and mind sweep right. Well, that's right, and uh, they worked. They worked good. You know, uh, anytime your uh, opponent scores 79 points, they bound to use something that works, and them sweep plays of theirs worked. You know, they had a fellow named of a Russell, Ricochet Russell, who was bouncing off all our tacklers. Man, I knew that that was going to happen. And they had, whenever we keyed on Ricochet Russell running around them ends, what they'd done was they handed the ball off to their fullback, Treadway, Tank Treadway, and he just kind of bulldozed his way up the middle. And they, and whenever we kind of got all of our defensive boys collected up in the front on the line and then the linebackers, Old Bombs Bennett, man, he'd launch one of them bombs of his, and they'd score a touchdown on a long pass. So you might say it wasn't one of your better defensive efforts of the season. Well, no, I believe I've been saying that the whole program. In fact, what it was was a case where they just had too much firepower for our defense, and especially after thinking about showing all them inspirational movies to our boys, what our defense really needed was John Wayne. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH Ah, yes, what a beautiful day it is thus far. 74 degrees outside our window here, sunshine. I guess there could be some rain later. And they also say it's going to get up to 85 degrees. 78 tomorrow, 79 Thursday, 80 again on Friday. Oh, my. It's wonderful if all your systems are running. Of course, I have one. <laughs> I've been fighting it for a week, but the one that's not. And uh, maybe today we'll get it running. Okay. Well, anyway, good morning, folks. Welcome. Today is June 8th. Of course, the year 2021. Scott's here, as you've heard a moment ago. Good morning. Whoops, let me turn your mic on. Good morning. There you go. From way in the back. <laughs> um, I was, you know, every 
28 days or so, we drive past White Castle's headquarters in Columbus on our way to uh, the James Hospital, Ohio State's Hospital, the Wexner Center, all that stuff. For Pat's um, regular checkups. And, you know, just the amazing amount of stuff going on there. First of all, folks, when I was a kid, I was first introduced to White Castle hamburgers by my Uncle Tom, who lived over in Arlington, my dad's brother. Man, they were good. You know, very unique, tiny hamburgers. And, you know, they kind of, the way they're prepared, they take in the onion juice and the, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Very unique. And it's so funny because, you know, you can or, you can eat six of those things. Or five, or whatever. The point is not just one. In fact, I don't think anybody could eat just one because they'd want more. Okay, well, White Castle is headquartered in Columbus. The, uh, the family that um, uh, owns it is the Ingram family. Now, when I was growing up, Billy Ingram, was in my class at Worthington and we were good friends today he heads it all um, his wife is so involved in Columbus do good projects you know raising monies for this and that Philanthropy. That's it. And then to see all the things they've done there. Um, they had an interesting building. Well, guess what? They built a new one. Oh, I like that old one. Well, it, it looked like their restaurants. Yeah. And, they, you know, they had a company. In fact, there's a couple of homes in Athens that use this. What do you call it? Porcelainized? Yeah, the shiny white tile yeah. type appearance. Um, anyway, the uh, they even did, came up with their own building style and everything. Well, you know, now there's the, um, the crew. And uh, the, 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 the fact that the crew had a stadium... And I liked that stadium a lot. I knew the owners of the team and everything. We were good friends. I think I saw a concert there one time, and it was a cool stadium. Yeah, over by the fairgrounds. Yeah, right off of, what, 70? But they've decided, you know, that just wasn't, for some reason or other, good enough. So now they're putting a stadium down there where all the White Castle properties Yeah. Well, that stadium wasn't that old, was it? I, no, no, not at all. 
how do you say that? Mafra Stadium? Yes. M-A-P-F-R-E? Right. I think. Mafry. Yeah. Mafry. And, um, well, anyway, I just happened to read an article about Billy's wife this morning. And, and then the wonderful things she's doing up in Columbus and for Central Ohio and all of that. And I just, it made me think of this whole thing. And I'll bet you as recently as three weeks ago, we were driving back from Columbus and we swung off there around uh, just before we left Columbus and got 10 hamburgers, you know. <laughs> Five each or yeah, yeah. seven and three. <laughs> never mind. You mean who was consuming how many? Well, yeah, never mind. That's okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. Well, it's easy to get a sack of 10 of them, yeah. you know, because yeah. they're the, the tiny handheld, you know, sliders. Sliders. That's a, that's a term these days now for those little ones. Yeah. They are delish mm-hmm. to the, the whiteies. Those are, those are good at any time of the day. Well, I got off uh, track here just a little bit, but that's easy to do on this program. Yeah, well, so, we need to plug their fries, too, because their fries are delish as well. I don't know anything there that's not good. Uh, yeah, for that matter, yes. <laughs> All right, June 8th it is, uh, National Best Friends Day. You know, if I had to say who is my best friend, I would have to say it was Dan Radcliffe, who did go to Ohio University and graduated from here. And I haven't seen him or even corresponded with him. Mercy. 1972. Mercy indeed. And you still regard him as a best friend. Yes. And um, they live over in, um, I think, New Jersey. His wife's an OU alum, too. Dan wrestled here on the OU team. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Um, now, why did I bring this up? It's National oh, National Best, Best Friends, Friends Day. Day. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's also National Upsy-Daisy Day. Oops. It's National Name Your Poison Day. I don't get that one. Well, poison doesn't have to mean poisonous. I know. It's it can be your favorite beverage, you know. Pick your poison. Yeah. Yep. And finally, National Call Your Doctor Day. And if you took poison, that would be in order. <laughs> yeah. Or so. picked too much of the poison. Right. Of your own poison. <clears throat> 
National Upsy Daisy. Do that, would you? Yep. Well, well, I mean, I know what the expression means, but why is there such a thing? Uh, we got other things to talk about, too, but Scott's looking this up. Um, let's see here. What report should I do next? Oh, any oh, luck let's yet? Let's see, yeah. Here we go. Okay. National Upsy Daisy Day. Each year on June 8th, National Upsy Daisy Day is set aside to encourage you to face the day positively and to get up gloriously, gratefully, and gleefully each morning. Glorious, gratefully, and gleefully. Yeah, each morning. The Every day is a three, gift. The three Gs. That's it. Another G. Gift. Oh, if yes. we remember that as we rise each morning, it will help us carry a good attitude throughout the day, whatever the day may bring us. Every, each day is a gift. Indeed. <clears throat> well, let's see here. How about history stuff? Uh, in the year 452, just a short time ago, Italy invaded Attila. I'm sorry. Italy was in, invaded by Attila the Hun. In the year 793, Vikings in longships from modern-day Norway plunder St. Cuthbert's monastery on an island off the northeast coast of England. Plunderers. Viking plunderers. See what what teams the Vikings here locally? Benton County. That's right. In the year eleven ninety one, King Richard the First of England arrives at Acre in modern day Israel to join the siege of Acre during the Third Crusade. Seventeen eighty three Lackey L A K I maybe it's Lackey. In any case, it's a volcano in southern Iceland begins an eight month eruption that killed ten thousand people and causing widespread famines throughout Asia and Europe. Seventeen eighty three that was. Seventeen eighty nine James Madison introduces a proposed Bill of Rights. Yeah. Sorry, I had my phone right out here on the counter and got loud on you. Let me start that one over. Uh, James Madison, this is 1789, introduces a proposed Bill of Rights in the U.S. House of Representatives. 1918, Nova Aquila. The brightest nova since Kepler's nova back in 1604 was discovered. 1918, that was. And I think the last thing I have to mention here is that in 1987, New Zealand's Labour government legislates against nuclear weapons and nuclear-powered vessels in New Zealand. Only nation to legisla legislate against nuclear power. I wonder if that still stands. All right. 
Let's see here. Birthdays. Okay, here's a fellow by the name of Francis Crick. C-R-I-C-K. Born in 1916, died in 2004. Francis Crick. Francis Harry Compton. Crick was a British molecular biologist, biophysicist, and neuroscientist. He, James Watson, and Rosalind Franklin played crucial roles in deciphering the helical structure of the DNA molecule. Remember Jerry Stiller on, uh, what was it? Seinfeld. Seinfeld, right? Yeah. He was uh, funny. Today would have been his uh, birthday. He died in 2020, but he was born in 1927. Yeah, he was an interesting character. Uh, let's see, two live guys, Kanye West. Today's his 44th birthday. And I don't know this guy. I probably should, of course. Tim Berners-Lee. 66th birthday. B-E-R-N-E-R-S-L-E-E. -E. He is a... Computer scientist and an English computer scientist, best known as the inventor of the World Wide Web. Really? Yeah. I thought that was Al Gore. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course, but Al Gore made mention of that years ago. He invented the Internet. <laughs> Okay, now we got a guy. These are two famous deaths. Uh, the first death occurred in 1376, and it's Edward the Black Prince. Um, he was born in 1330, lived to 1376, so not a real long lifetime. He was the eldest son of King Edward III of uh -huh. England, okay. and the heir apparent to the English throne. He died before his father. And so his son, Richard II, succeeded to the throne instead. Thomas Paine, P-A-I-N-E, of course, died on this date in 1809. Thomas and, Paine, yeah. one of the founding fathers of the United States. He was an English-born American political activist, philosopher, political theorist, and revolutionary. Way to go, Thomas. Folks, I I hope I'm not going to do anything wrong here. I received an email <clears throat> from some local law enforcement and emergency personnel. Uh, they have a full-scale exercise plan. What am I talking about? This would be some um, catastrophic accident that is um, like a rehearsal. Okay? Now, it's going to be on June 17th. And it's going to be like from 9 till noon or a little bit after. 
they're calling it a dead-end derailment. So it involves train tracks, right? Mm-hmm. Now, where is it going to take place? When you're doing a full-scale exercise like this, you need to try to find a place that's a bit remote so it doesn't bother a whole lot of people in their neighborhoods or whatever, right? They have selected the very end of Armitage Road. That would be within 100 yards of our AM tower. <laughs> W-A-T-H's tower. Um, but this is a, a three-and-a-half-hour um, rehearsal for a major catastrophic accident, right? And um, so, uh, you know, of course, it's good that they do these things. And you will have multiple different safety departments involved in this rehearsal or this uh, exercise. And the only thing I, you know, responding to an accident, you don't know when an accident's going to occur. Right. <clears throat> so, I mean, I get it that to have a, a practice of such a thing is important. But for them to know that it's going to be on a certain date at a certain time uh, puts them at some advantage where if it happened right now or tonight at uh, two, or this tomorrow morning at 2 a.m., you know, they didn't know it was coming. But still. Um, you know, they, they, you have to rehearse. Preparation is a good thing. So, um, I truly don't know if the public's supposed to know about this or not. Now, the place they selected. Well, they do now. <laughs> the place they selected, you know, it's a dead end road. Yeah. Uh, Peter Peter Townsend lives out there. A couple other families I know. Um, in our tower. But then if people know about it, aren't they going to be curious and want to go out and see what's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly what I was thinking. And uh, folks, uh, be smart about this. I'm... I'm sure I'll hear about this if I made a mistake in telling you. And then I can uh, advise you accordingly. Yeah, but please don't go flood that area. Yeah. Being and nosy, as they say. Right on the river as well. Yeah. It's just like, uh, it just made me think of the huge sinkhole that happened in uh, Mexico. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw that or not. I'm not sure. Right in the middle of a field. I mean, it's right next to a house. They have no explanation this for it whatsoever. A, just a recent thing? Yeah, I guess oh. it happened yesterday, oh. the day before. I had okay. not heard. So the authorities are telling people, I mean, it's a huge 
sinkhole. I mean, it's probably 100 yards long, 100 yards wide, and they're telling people there, stay away from it, right? Don't go look at it. So what happens? They did it at an aerial you know, run of, with a drone. There are people everywhere looking at this thing, standing on the outside of it. Hmm. It's become like a tourist attraction now. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's like... I mean, it, if it happened here, we'd do it. Uh, that would be so... Such an amazing thing to have occurred. Yeah, well, you know, we, we have that human nature type of... Curiosity. Yep, wanting to know what's going on. It's like when you drive by and you... You see an accident, unfortunately, on the, on the road or something. Everyone slows down to rubberneck. That's what I call it. They're all driving by rubbernecking instead of just going on, you know. Let's uh, talk about COVID. We've done it for a long time now, and we'll keep on doing so until... Uh, Well, you know, one of the good things is, for example, our own city-county health department. They used to produce a 2 o'clock report. But they feel things have gotten to the point now that that 2 o'clock report, the last one they did was last Friday. And unless things turn bad again, um, they they believe that the information that that report provided is available from other sources now. So um, they've stopped doing that because things have improved so much. Yeah, we hope that's an encouraging sign, obviously, to getting on the other side of this. How many people do you think there are in the world? Uh, 7.8 yeah, billion. You're, you're on it. You're on it real close. Uh, 7.79 billion. Okay. Um, in the history of COVID now, we have had 172 million cases. What's that represent against the whole globe's population? That's 2.2%. Of our world's inhabitants have had COVID. At this point, 20, almost 20, let's see here, 27.6. Yeah, 27.6% of the world's population have received the vaccine now. Worldwide, this is amazing. 3,696,000 deaths. Right now, how many active cases? Worldwide, 13,4 million. Well, let's call it 13.5 million cases are active. Still, that's a reduction over previous, uh, if you go back a ways. Now we'll show greater percents, or greater numbers of improvement as we go down the list. But right now we're just doing world statistics. 
How many have recovered in the world from having it? I'm going to round this off. 155 million people. So at this point, 90% of those that have had it worldwide are past it now. Now let's take our nation. Okay, I'll put you on the spot again. How many people live in the nation? 328 reading my notes. No, I didn't. Okay. I'm a smart boy. Wow, I'm impressed. 331 <laughs> million people live in this nation. Three, which is also four and a quarter percent of the world's population. Just FYI. Okay. Yesterday. No, that doesn't work. Um... As of 2 o'clock yesterday, 34,140,000 cases were active. No, I'm reading something wrong. Let me, let me double check this. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes, I, I misstated. 34,140,000 had, had been active. That many. So 10.3% of our nation's population has had COVID or still is dealing with it. 27,940. 9,000 have recovered. That's 81.86%. So what they're saying is currently we have 5,581,000 active cases. There, I finally got it right. Uh, In our nation, we've had 610,000 deaths. Due to COVID. Now, a really great story, vaccinations. Once again, remember we said 331,000 live in our nation. Million. Thank you. <laughs> 301 million have been vaccinated. That's 91.13%. Keep it up. Keep it up, folks. Ohio. O-H. I-O. Okay, let's see here. We had 255 new cases just yesterday. That's, you know, we've we've had times when we've had 1,500 new cases a day, 2,700 new cases a day. But yesterday we had 255. Bringing the total in Ohio since this all began to 1,105,000 cases, which is uh, 9.45% of our state's population. 
Presently, there are 33,794 active cases. That's 3%. Now, we've had 1,071,000 people recover. That's 96.94% of those that have gotten it are now recovered. Death rate, 19,980 died thus far. And by the way, in the last couple days, there have been no new deaths. Um, The median age for those that have passed, 41. 46% of those that have passed are male. 53% female. Interesting. What did I leave out here? Vaccinations. That's the only thing for the state. Okay, so... um, Statewide... 46% of our state's population have been vaccinated. That is to say, 5,386,144 people as of 2 o'clock yesterday. Athens, and then we'll put this aside. 65,000 people live here. Um, We have had a total thus far of 5,231 cases. There was one new case yesterday. That's 8%. Presently, there are 46 active cases. I question that. Because the way I read the stats, and I've been reading them for over a year now, the next number is how many are in the hospital. And the number's 209. So something's wrong, right? Yeah. And one of these days when... Ruth is less busy. I'm going to go down and say, what am I misinterpreting here? I mean, she'll help me figure it out. But in the meantime, I track them as they write them. Now, so 5231 cases, 5148 have recovered. That's 98.4%. In our county, we have had 60 passings. And finally, the, you know, the, the good story again, vaccines. In our county, 41% of our population, that is 26,783, have been vaccinated. Athens, please, keep it up. Keep it up. Speaking of uh, COVID, we discussed this briefly 
before we went on the air yesterday morning about how COVID affected the Memorial Tournament mm-hmm. this past weekend. I'm sure everybody has heard about this by now, but we'll repeat it one more time. The guy who was leading at the round, uh, let's see, it's a three-round. Four, it's after four. round okay, three. So after round three, the on leader Saturday. by five strokes, I think. When he came off the field, two officials stepped up to him and said, I'm sorry, you tested positive for COVID, which means he could not finish the tournament. Wow. And, and to be that far in the lead, and you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. He was six strokes ahead at the uh, Jack Nicholas Memorial Tournament there. And it ended up costing, if he would have won the tournament, he would have pocketed 1.2 million bucks. Mm-hmm. But instead, he had to go into Isolation. immediate quarantine for two weeks, too. Did, did you happen to see Jack when he was uh, at the tournament on mm-hmm. TV, any? No, why? When he presented, he's looking pretty good. Oh, okay. He he uh, did some commentary on TV, and uh, you know he's still sharp as a tack when it comes to you know. He said something that I found quite interesting about changing the make of golf balls now, because players are hitting them farther and farther every year. He wants to do something to basically uh, slow down the acceleration of the golf ball and the distance that a golfer can hit it because scores are coming in at way under par. He said golfers are hitting drives of like more than 400 yards now. When years ago they could barely reach 300. But for me, that's the involvement of the game. But Jack spoke about, you know, uh, deadening the ball, so to speak, yeah. a little bit more, which I thought was interesting. Come from that, but it was that was um, a great tournament there that Jack has. It's 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 a funny thing. I I'm a terrible golfer, and I gave it my wholehearted effort when we lived in Hawaii. I played three times a week. Uh, I came back to Athens, and um, I continued playing here some, but I finally said, why am I doing this and becoming so frustrated? There's no point in this. So I'll put my efforts into lawn care and things like that. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of tearing up the yards with your clubs. (laughs) So I, I am no longer a golfer by any means. Never was. I used to play for years, and then I, I think I hit the wall that one time, just like, you know, mm. it's a beautiful day out here. And I know, you know, there's people that enjoy golf and more power to you. But I well, found there were many other things that I could get done or do. Where I was going was that the Nicholas family were great friends of our family. Uh, Jack Nicholas's parents... And my parents were very close. Uh, they came over to the house. He is he is a young man, uh, maybe for a meal once in a while. 
um, before he became a big deal, right? Yeah. They own a drugstore. Well, several. Called Nicholas Drugstores. Uh, the barber I went to all the time I was growing up was right next to it, down in uh, just uh, on the high street. Okay, let's go a little further. Years later, when he was a golf pro, um, he happened to own sort of what I would call a fleet of RVs. And they were parked in strategic points around the nation. So wherever he went to a tournament, that RV would then be moved to that location, the closest one. And it was kind of his hideout when he needed to hide out, right? <laughs> okay. His his man cave before it was called a man cave. Okay. <laughs> um I took my family to Washington once and I called and I said, Can I rent or borrow your R V? And he said, Sure. And so the whole family went to uh our nation's capital for a meeting that I was gonna have, but family went along and then Nick got the measles while we were there (laughs) oh well it was a good idea okay let's see I think (laughs) I got someone on the phone I think it was a good idea good morning good morning I'm glad to join the conversations with Dave show okay anyway I'm still curious did you go last Saturday morning to Brendan's Cafe and get one of those cinnamon rolls. To whose cafe? Brennan's. Brent. The JW was talking well, about. Yeah, JW praised it up and down. And well, the answer is no. But I, 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 I guess Scott, when we get off the air, you need to help me zero in on the what place we're talking about. Okay. But um, yeah, I can tell okay you, then? I can tell you that tomorrow. We have some guests coming in. From Nine Mile or whatever that's called? Uh, I don't know. From Four Mile Bakery. Oh, Four Mile. And um, Sean and Megan Rickendaller. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. And um, over by Jackson is this, I guess you would call it Amish Bakery. And the donuts, they're... People mostly talk about their donuts, but everything there is out of this world. But the donuts, you could wear like a crown. Yeah. Guess what? I've had some of them. A okay. friend of mine would bring some to me after going to Jackson just for them. Yeah. They were great. So they're going to uh, be our guests tomorrow. You can't just say, hey, I'm going to eat just a half of this or a fourth of this. Or you know it, the whole thing's down your throat. Yeah, it's it's uh, pretty pretty amazing. Um, oh boy, I'll be good to, glad to hear that. And and let's see, Brendan's you said is is next to CVS. It's not that building that went blank for a while, is it? Help me, Scott. On the corner. It's right near where the old Wendy's location used to be. I think. Okay. Right in there. It's, it's right next to where Wendy's used to be. So next to the college bookstore. I was wondering, how does JW get up all those steps? I think there's steps you have to go to get into there. 
Well, he's he's very mobile. Oh, is he? Yeah. He knows how. First of all, he's got the tip thing. You know, first we're talking about someone who is doesn't have vision, folks. But he knows how to do all that stuff. Oh. But well, often, there, though, there's someone helping him, too. Well, I saw you leaving on Saturday morning around 9.15, 9.30 or something. I said, he's off for his, his role, but you didn't do it. Okay. It just... Curious how it went and how it tasted. Yeah. Or you could tell me, you got there too late and they were all sold out. Yeah, well, um, we went over there. Well, I'll tell the story tomorrow. Okay. 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 Well, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's program and bye conversations with Dave. Well, okay. Thank you. I think that's the new name of your show. Uh, just thought you'd like to know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, let's see here. So the New York Times. What are the things they're concerned about today? Um, alarmed by China's rise, the Senate is on the verge of increasing research funding to help American companies. You know, a number of companies in China have really put a lot of effort into advancement research, that sort of thing. Research and development. So um, our, our nation is feeling some... Um, need to do the same to help our companies. Um, there's another point in here where they say, you know, much of our re research is happening on the coasts, east and west, that there should be more emphasis on cities in between there. I don't care where it happens. I just want it to happen. But they're concerned about that. Um, there's been the announcement about a new drug. This one is to deal with Alzheimer's. Uh, and this new FDA-approved drug is the first such thing for that purpose in almost 20 years. Uh, there is going to be a second study to make sure they um, that it does what they think it did the first time. But they're going to make sure. But in the meantime, it has become available to those cases that where it would be helpful. Um, Broadway, New York City, lots of changes. A lot of thing down. A lot of things have downsized. I'm talking about um, restaurants, gathering places, shops. Uh, Broadway, as we know it, I think is going to look a little bit different. And uh, so, 
Wait a minute. Did I hear that an old-time boxer was in a match in the last day or two? Uh, that I did not hear. You mean a name from years ago? Floyd Mayweather Jr., one of the best fighters of all time, and the social media star Logan Paul. Um, So this, I guess, was supposed to be an entertaining thing. Logan Paul's a famous YouTuber. Well, anyway, I guess it didn't come out too well for him. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. And what more do I need to say? <laughs> but I guess it was on uh, TV in some fashion. Folks, have a wonderful day out there. Tomorrow, again, as I said, we'll be talking with the owners of Four Mile Bakery over in Jackson. I look forward to it. See you then. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The CEO of the Colonial Pipeline is testifying before lawyers on, uh, lawmakers on Capitol Hill this hour about last month's cyber attack that stopped the flow of fuel to the East Coast. His appearance follows an announcement by the Justice Department. The FBI has recovered more than $2 million in ransom money. CBS's Jeff Pegues. They'll want to know why the company paid the ransom in the first place. In the meantime, President Biden meets with Vladimir Putin next week. A lot of these Hackers are linked to Russia. Cyber experts, including CNET's Dan Patterson, do not believe a cyber attack was behind this morning's global internet outage. If it was a hack, we would see different types of errors. We wouldn't see this one universal error 503 everywhere. So that gave us a clue. We started asking around and found that Fastly is... Uh, the other connective tissue, they are the CDN that serves all of these other media websites. The cloud computing company issued a quick fix. CBS, Amazon, and Google were among the sites that went down. A Senate